NFC champion quarterback Matthew Stafford telling us that you're listening to 710 ESPN, home of Travis and Slee. Well, that's your guy, Slee. you got to be feeling pretty good about that. Yeah, Matty, Big M, you know, the whole thing. We've done this before. So the fact that he's just kind of lobbing it back over to us after that game yesterday, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool, Matty. So th- this is how weird the vibe was at SoFi when we are getting started. Um, I got there very, very early. I made my yep. walk. Uh, I usually get there about two hours before. Uh, we, uh, two hours before. Yeah, you're a worried mother. I, I am. It's usually yep. one hour before we start the show. This time I got there like two and a half hours before we started the show. So I, I had lots of time. I go up to the press box. I set up. I'm going to do some work before I walk back down to the, the, the broadcast site. And – Grab a cup of coffee. Espresso machine's working now. I'm like this. Mm. Yeah, now, now we're cooking. The espresso machine is back in order. This is a pretty good day. It went out week seven. So <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's been a little while. Spent $5 billion on the stadium. We can't get the espresso machine working. Yep. It was back up. It's operational mm. all over again. It's very good news. And they had a, a nice little spread of food that you could have a little lunch before the game started. So I, I make a little plate. There's a little bit of chicken uh, cacciatore. Nobody there's, believes the whole little plate thing, but go ahead. <laughs> there's a little bit of polenta. Put a little bit of that on my plate. And then they have these meatballs. Look pretty good to me. So I grab a couple of meat. They're big. They're like, you know, maybe the size of a golf ball plus 10%. They're good-sized okay. meatballs. Um, and I'm very excited. I sit down. I prefer the smaller ones, but okay. And and I cut my meatball into some bite-sized pieces. You're putting sauce on it? like oh, after, uh, Is there enough sauce there? Because that's the only problem with big meatballs. Animal. There's The problem yeah. with big, big meatballs is there's so much meat, not enough sauce. So that's why the smaller took, meatballs are better. Took a little bit of the sauce, put it on top, put a little bit okay. of the sauce on the plant. I have plenty of sauce. I, I, I know what I'm doing. Did you put stuff in a plate, or did you just eat from whatever <laughs> it from was the, that was there? The, the chafing dish, right? There. Did you just eat from there? <laughs> no, I took it over to a plate, sat down. Um, I'm ready to go. But, you know, we're still in the midst of COVID protocols, right? So yeah. what's happening? I have a mask on, right? I have a mask on, only I forget that I have a mask on as I attempt to shovel no the way. first bite of meatball into no my way. mouth, and I bounce it off of the mask oh. back on my plate. Okay? So I, 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 I'm so yes. hyped up for this game that I forget yeah. that I have the mask on. So now, okay, it, I got very What color is the mask? It's one of those blue ones, right? So it, it's one of those blue disposable ones that, that I have. Uh. Um so I got lucky in the sense that the meatball chunk fell back onto my plate. It didn't splat. I didn't get any on my clothes, thankfully, right? But now I've got a mask on with that's sauce. got a yep. giant meatball stain right yep. in the middle. I already have I the solution. I to go through the mask. What's the solution? solution was, uh, can you put it inside out? <laughs> well, I, I, so you kind of can you can, but unless it leaked, did it leak through? Is the sauce just, leaking through to the other my, side? The, what, what is tomato sauce? As you know, when you make this stuff, can sometimes be a little oily. There was sure. a little oil, so it went right through the mask. So I went to one of the the people working in the press box. They said, um, you "Guys, have an extra do, mask. Do, do you have any extra masks?" And she goes, "No." And she says, "Well, I what, what's going on?" And I 
I kind of like I had my hand over my mouth as I was talking to her. I said, well, this and she couldn't stop laughing at me. So that's how the day got started. I tried to stuff a meatball through my that's mask amazing. before I could, the game had even started. You know, I'm a little surprised that you didn't almost take it as a challenge. Like it's going to go through <laughs> like you're already that committed. It's going to go through the mask, bro. That's hilarious. And I'm surprised I, that hasn't happened more. Like, you know, in this whole well, almost two so years often, now. You forget that you have it on every once in a while. 100%. I do not forget when I'm going to go eat, but that's just hilarious <laughs> that it wasn't like a chip or it wasn't an M&M. No, no, no. It was meatball. a meatball <laughs> with marinara sauce that you tried throwing through your mask. That's yep. hilarious. It, did, it didn't go great, but uh, by the way. I did finish the meatball, and and the, and the meatball landed on the plate, so I didn't lose. I wasn't down a, a meatball bite or anything else. Overall, very, very successful. Uh, very quickly, shout out again to everybody that came by the the set before the game. Malia and Tom, they came by. Jeff in L.A., who had the ass sleeve. Thanks to that. Sam and his son, Sam Jr., stopped by. Uh, Steven from the Valley. We had a pair of Marks and Monique and Danielle. They came by. Darren stopped by as well. So all you guys that, that went by, and, and every last one of them, What's up with Slee? Where's Slee? Slee's not going to jinx us today. So you you haven't even considered well, what, did, what, what was this whole jinx thing? Was I I wasn't there for that yeah. Cardinals game, nor was month. I there for Week 18. It took a month for the Saliwa essence to leave the building. Think about you, that for a second. You, you showed up against Tennessee. You you fouled the air somehow. They didn't win a game for the entire month of November. So my and fault. Your boy cleansed. threw eleven interceptions that game it for it's a bad touchdown. For let's <laughs> not dwell on the details, Hal. Let's not get caught up in the moment of it. But uh, incredibly exciting. The Rams yeah. into the Super Bowl. So exciting, in fact, that Emily apparently went on Amazon and bandwagon fan ordered up some uh, some gear along the way. What'd you get, Emily? A t-shirt and a cap. Uh, am I up? Yeah, Can you're you up. Me? Okay, so I uh, got a hat and I got a t-shirt. I got a t-shirt that's just as LA Rams, and then a hat has the Super Bowl LVI on it. But who, I just who's, checked who the was, shipping. Who was what? your squad growing up? Okay, who's your so, squad? Let me explain this all. So Steelers. She's a my Steeler my person. team is the Steelers. I love the Steelers okay. still. Mm-hmm. They're on the they the AFC. Okay, I can have an AFC and I can have an NFC team. <laughs> also, if I'm going to every game, it's hard not to, for the Rams. I, I no, gotta no, be no. emotionally you, invested. You should, and I think that's. Uh, I think that kind of adds the element of it. But I, I genuinely did not know who your squad was, who you were cheering for. <laughs> thought so you're, you're, I thought you're a Steeler uh, fan. Gonna rub me a little bit, but yeah. So, so I, I just checked on my shipping though, and uh, <laughs> it won't come until February 21st. I was really oh, upset. I was well, like, you gotta go to Dick's or Big Five or something and. Find yourself a Rams T-shirt. You know you can't. I know a guy. I already paid eighty dollars for this. I'm not going to go I got get a couple guys. <laughs> oh, I, I will, no, I'm, I'm being sincere. Go get something that you have right now. I will cover the cost of it. I'm happy to do it. I'll okay. buy you the twenty dollars T-shirt or whatever it is. But you need to do. It. You can't. You can't wait till after the Super Bowl is two weeks old to get right. your gear. You got to represent before. Yeah. No. And I'm. I'm. So I worked for the NFL previously. So I worked for the NFL in, in 2018. And also the year the Rams went to the Super Bowl. So I think that me being closely related to the NFL in a big way helps the Rams out. So I'm just saying I've been a fan of the Rams. And this is my total commitment to being like, it's it's my side hoe. I got my uh, I got my Pittsburgh uh, <laughs> Steelers. Yep. Yeah, the and, side uh, piece is yeah. the Rams. I understand it. ESPN yeah. Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Get on in here, Rams fans. 877-710-ESPN. Talk about what it was like in the building. Talk about the emotions going through it because it was kind of all – it got off to a weird start, Al. So, mm-hmm. the, because Kansas City and Cincinnati went into overtime, a, a, a ton of people had already filed into SoFi Stadium, right? That they're in the, the bowl. They're watching the game 
on the big screen. And Kirk and I and Emily were out doing the pregame show out on the concourse, right? And it was like the AFC Championship game was happening in SoFi that mm. as the plays are happening, as Patrick Mahomes puts the ball on the ground, as the, the Bengals score to, to send the game or to, to tie the game to late the- and the two-point conversion mm-hmm. and everything else, the place is rocking like it's a Cincinnati Bengals home game. Everybody in SoFi was pulling against the Chiefs. It was wild. Yeah, it's funny. You know, I think this was kind of a similar scenario last week. I think a lot of people were rooting for the Bills, something different. Yeah. Um, but at, the Bengals are such an underdog story, and I think if you're whether you were a Ram fan or a Niner fan at SoFi yesterday, you have there's a reason why you're rooting for the Bengals. There's a reason why. Wait a minute here. Sure. We're a game away from getting a chance to play the Cincinnati Bengals and not have to go up against Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey and everybody else. I think that obviously has a lot to do with something about that underdog story. Um, I'm, by the way, I love that they were playing the game. You know, sometimes you go to arenas, they're not going to play it. That's such a that's such a good move, too. You know, you play the games. People are getting there two hours early. Show the game. You know, I, every game. time every time I go to an arena, I'm like, there's other games going on. Keep them interested. They'll probably go grab a beer, come back, and sit down and watch the game. It was it was fantastic. Everybody was was enjoying this. It's just it was really interesting. Never mind this weekend or last weekend. There, there's just so much going on in the NFL. We had the weekend last. All four games go down the buzzer. Both games yesterday go down to the buzzer. Tom Brady reportedly is tapping the mat and walking away. The Raiders have hired a coach. There's yeah. just there are so many different things going on in the NFL right now. And how weird is it that this the Tom Brady era could potentially be bookended by Rams Super Bowl wins? Right, the, the the greatest show on turf wins the Super Bowl. The next year, they go back to the Super Bowl again against Tom Brady, who who's this guy? Drew Bledsoe is supposed to be the quarterback, and they shock the world and they win it. That sets up twenty two years of Tom Brady just running the NFL. And now the first year after he decides, or the first Super Bowl after he's made the retirement decision, could be another Rams Super Bowl win. Just kind of a, a weird circle of events. I know it's very early here, and I know that. Rams still got to go out and try to win a Super Bowl in a couple weeks from now. But the NFC is changing right in front of our eyes. And the the Rams window, let's say the Rams didn't didn't win the Super Bowl, as in they didn't get this far. It wasn't a one-year window. They'll have another no. chance next season. And I think this is what makes them what makes them so interesting, what makes them so dangerous. Sometimes you just look around what's happening. Let me use as an example, Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Trev, they're not guaranteed to get back there. They're not. Josh Allen's up and coming. Look at – Burrow just did this in his – what is this, second his second year. year in the NFL. And arguably kind of his first because he got hurt okay. last year. Think of the quarterbacks that are in the AFC. And if you just want to stick to Josh Allen and you want to look at Justin Herbert's in the same division as him, um, there's no guarantee or lock. And the only reason why I bring that up, Tom Brady retiring, um, that's going to open up – more opportunities for the Rams. Aaron Rodgers could very easily be in the AFC by the time next season starts. And if so he is Russell in the AFC, and so could Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's almost like the, the power is leaving the NFC as the Rams are getting more and more powerful. So uh, the, the Tom Brady thing obviously has ripple effects to what happens to the Rams, what happens in the NFC. And uh, I, I get the tie-ins on both sides of it. I got to be honest. I was a little surprised, a little surprised to get the news, you know, when, when we saw uh, Schefter's uh, report that he is he's going to retire. I know nothing's official yet. That's more to do with financial stuff. Were you surprised by it or no? Just because of how good of a season he had. He had a great season. I'm not surprised that he's leaving, but it feels right. 
I don't think that Tampa is set up to go win a bunch of Super Bowls moving forward, right? That a lot of their guys, including Tom Brady, are, are probably past their prime. Gronk, mm-hmm. they've had all sorts of injury problems. Antonio Brown is down the road. So th- that that team never really this year felt like, hey, we're going to go win the Super Bowl again. They were good. They, they were in the mix, but it didn't feel like that. And I don't think he wants to have – the ending that Peyton Manning had. As great as it was to win with a Super Bowl, that's, that's not what I mean by that. Peyton Manning couldn't throw the ball 10 yards down the field. Mm-hmm. And, and there were some health issues, his neck and all of those other things, but yeah, I don't think Tom Brady surgery. has any interest yeah. in that, right? I don't I don't think he wants to do that. I don't think he wants to be the, oh, yeah, that's if he leaves now, 22 years, 10 Super Bowls, seven Super Bowl wins, five Super Bowl MVPs, greatest quarterback of all time, and did what he does in his last game ever and just came up an inch short. I think you could. I think I think it's a perfect place to walk off. I, I, you know, it's funny you, the way you just play that. He could have left five years ago, and it was True. a perfect way to walk off. Like <laughs> You're right just about that too. just that what what he accomplished over the last five years and what he already had on his resume before that. You know what we haven't done, Trav? We haven't talked much about Cooper Cup. We haven't talked much about Odell Beckham. We haven't ta- talked much about Aaron Donald. We haven't talked much about Von Miller. Uh, and, and even the Stafford piece of this, uh, yesterday was one of those games where I thought, you know how sometimes you can look at one side of the ball or you can look at one individual player and highlight that one individual player? I, I think we got to highlight what those players did. And, and I know Cooper Cup's been doing it all season long, just a special, special player, but so many other guys contributed to that win uh, yesterday against the Niners. It wasn't just Matt Stafford. It wasn't just because of what Sean McVay did. I felt like it was as collective as it's been all season. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. What Slee said next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Opening topic for Lakers talk, should Sean McVay have burned two timeouts on challenges when he did? I think that uh, that should be your jump-off point for Lakers talk. Tonight. Yeah, pretty sure I have 39 <laughs> topics today. <laughs> two and four on that road trip, Trav. Braun is scaring me. The Braun but, thing the is way, really scaring me. Two and four with one of the wins being Brooklyn. That, I mean, it, that, well, that's they started, the part that kind of jumps out. Look, this is, this is a, very clear. They started two and one. That was yeah. The second win was against Brooklyn. Braun goes out for three games. They're two and four on the road trip. You know, it, it's it's very simple how how that all worked out. And you know that whole well, when Anthony Davis comes back and uh, can he be the savior? He came back, and then right when he came back, LeBron's been out for three games. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit progressive.com. Don't forget. Listen all day long, every hour on our show, every hour on Mason and Ireland, every hour on Sedano and Cap. You've got a chance to qualify for tickets to the big game, right? Listen for the Rams Super Sounder, and when you hear it, you want to be caller number 7-877-710-ESPN, and you can qualify to win a pair of super tickets for the big game at SoFi, the Rams Super Ticket Giveaway from the home of the NFC champion LA Rams 710-ESPN. and. You mentioned it, Al. Um, 
Matthew Stafford, we've talked about a lot. He was terrific along the way. We've talked about uh, a handful of guys on the defense that made big plays, both for the San Francisco 49ers and the Rams. But the Rams wide receiver group yesterday was just I mean, to, to say that it's terrific doesn't really even begin to cover it because the, Cooper Cup's done that thing that very, very few athletes. LeBron has done it. Michael Jordan did it. Uh, Tiger Woods have done it. And I'm not putting him in that category because he's got a long way to go to get on those guys' level. Kobe's another one. Where an extraordinary performance is just met with, yeah, he had a good game. Yeah, nice game. I mean, what he did last night was not just a nice game. He had 11 catches, 142 yards, a pair of touchdowns, and even more importantly than any of those stats, there were two separate moments in this game in the second half. Clutch. Right? He had two touchdown passes. I'm not even talking about those. It's third and ten. Yep. And they throw him a screen pass, and it's not blocked perfectly. It's blocked well, but it's not automatically going to go for a first down. He puts his head down. Bam, he goes Mm -hmm. through. It's third and three later in the game. They hit him on a 25-yard little slant over the middle that he that he catches at about five yards, runs for 20 was more. Arguably, that might have been the biggest play of the game. I think it was. Mm-hmm. And both of these plays, Al, everybody in SoFi knew he was going to yeah. get the ball. Yep. There wasn't a person in there that thinks, hey, I think this is going to Kendall Blanton. Nobody. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't mm-hmm. even, you'd be surprised to see it probably go to OBJ in that situation. And yet, there he is with the touchdowns, with key third-down conversions. He's wide open. It's extraordinary. Well, and, you know, that, that that is the thing that makes things so difficult. Let me give – I'm going to give a example because you, you, you named off a couple different players. Um, when, when Kobe used to have the ball and the game is on the line and you knew Kobe was going to take the final shot, you know he's going to take the final shot. Okay, well, let's send a double team towards him. Sounds good. By the time you do that, he's spinning away from the double team. You know what the result is going to be. Kobe's going to get his shot off. More times than not, he's going to hit that shot. You know the ball's going to Cooper Cup. You just know what's going. And in those key moments that you talk about, those two third downs that you're talking about, um, these are game-changing moments. Yep. You know, you get a stop on third down – in that situation where you're just far enough where you can't kick the ball, the pressure's on if you do go for it for fourth down. Okay, are we going to punt the ball, give it back to him? And to come through like he does, it's not – look, Odell Beckham deserves a ton of credit for yesterday's game. A ton. Nine receptions, 113 yards. But Odell gets a lot – What a lot of the opportunities Odell's going to get is because of the attention that's on Cooper Cup. That's not me trying to take anything away from Beckham because – I don't know if you win that game yesterday if Odell Beckham's not on your team. No. And 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 that's that's a big time moment, big time situation for Odell and as much as we talk about Stafford his first playoff run, this is Odell Beckham's first playoff run as well. But that's what makes Cooper Cup even more special because you know what's going to him. You know that you have to have uh, pay as much attention on the defensive side to one individual player. And even with that, he's getting the big receptions. He's grabbing the 11 catches. He's getting 142 yards, critical moments, and uh, it's, it's special. I mean, I, I don't know how else to describe it. And I think the example you gave is perfect. Everybody knows it's going to him, yet you still find a way to get open. And that, that that's what great players do, right? Like Kobe's not thinking, hey, I'll draw everybody over me and I'll pass it to Derek Fisher. Yeah. He's thinking, I'm going to get the ball and I'm going to win this game or I'm not. And that's what the great players do. And look, what the Rams did last night was such a complete effort. 
because their stars played like it. Matthew Stafford played like a star. Cup played like a star. Kittle Kittle Beckham had a quote. Kittle like had a, a quote basically saying that everywhere you look, there are stars on that team. Yeah. So just kind of play off J- your Jaylen point. Jalen Ramsey had big plays that mm-hmm. everybody that needed to step up did. You, Al, how about this? Is the, the, the dumbest stat of the night? We haven't even said his name. Not even one time in passing. Do you know the dumbest thing that happened last night? What happened? Eric Weddle led the team in tackles. Hmm. <laughs> Eric Weddle led the Rams in the NFC Championship game wow. with nine tackles. Okay, this is a guy that was playing Nintendo in his house three weeks he ago. He was playing pickup basketball <laughs> games to stay in shape. Right. I heard JB say that on the broadcast yesterday. Yeah, I mean, he was on his couch and not for like, hey, he got cut in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Okay, he hadn't played in the NFL in two years. The Rams have Taylor Rapp go down. They have Jordan Fuller go down. They need a safety. They need somebody that kind of sort of gets what it is that they're trying to do defensively. Hmm. And they float a call to Weddle and said, uh, in decent shape? Yeah, not bad. Hmm. All right, why don't you come in here and lead the team in tackles in the NFC Championship hmm. game in a couple of weeks? It's a, and it's a testament to him. It's a testament to the the Rams coaching staff to get him up to speed. It's a testament to the other 10 guys that are out there that don't leave him hanging on an island so he can get exposed having not been out there. It was such a complete team effort from them yeah. yesterday. It was it, it was just so much fun to see and have it end the way it did because it didn't feel like it was going to go that way at the halfway point. Well, I, I think the you know the knee jerk reaction, and this is very common for quarterbacks, right? Quarterbacks get the praise, quarterbacks get the love, quarterbacks get the criticism. That's a very knee jerk reaction. I mean, if you saw at the end of the KC Cincy game. Who are they going to? They're going to Joe Burrow right away. They want to hear from Patrick Mahomes right away, right? It's the knee-jerk reaction. I think in yesterday's game, it's a perfect example for the Rams, like you just mentioned, right? Whether it was um, – we can go down the list of all the different players that contributed yesterday. The acquisitions they made where you and I might have sat here and said, hmm, so what would you give up for Von Miller? Okay, interesting. Do you really need Odell Beckham? I mean, is that is he really going to have that much of an influence as the season progresses? Wait a minute, you're picking up Weddle? When's the last time that dude played in a game? And then here you are in the biggest moment, an opportunity. And all these guys, what they have in common, Trav, all of them have in common. They've been in the league for a while. They're veterans. They understand at this stage of their career how unique it is to have this opportunity. So I, I, I think that's what, you know, again, I go back to this. I probably harp on it too much. Stafford, you don't win the game without Matt Stafford yesterday. You don't. If, if Jared Goff is in that position yesterday, you're probably losing that game. Or you're never in that position as in you didn't advance this far. Yep. But it's not one isolated player because I could say you probably don't win the game without Beckham. You probably don't win the game without – you know, I could go down the list of all these individuals that had a, had a piece of the pie yesterday. You know, there's another moment that we, we did when Matthew Stafford threw the interception. Right, mm-hmm. and here comes Jimmy Ward out of the end zone. For half a second, you're like, "Uh-oh, he's got he might a go. ton of room. Yeah. He might go." Yeah. You know who caught him? Rob Havenstein, the right tackle. Mm-hmm. Rob Havenstein caught a defensive back right and made that tackle. If he doesn't get him, I don't know what happens. But instead of it being, they didn't know, get any points off of that. No, so you're no, right. They, so even if survived. he took it, even if he took it. 50 yards, 60 yards, something along those lines, you at least get some points. You're right. That's that's a that's a, a save to where they walk away. Look, the, the key was for the Niners that Rams didn't score, but I'm saying they didn't give up any points on the other end. 
Here's a, a little help for your Lakers talk tonight, Slee. This is from Luis Cayo, and he writes, Lakers talk should start with, did Rampage make a good confetti angel or not? <laughs> I think that's a good way to, to do it. I do like confetti angels. I'm not going to lie. I like seeing it come down. I like the streamers. I like everything about those championship celebrations. I'd like to do another one in two weeks, please. I'm going to give you a little preview. What is it right now? We have Factor Cap coming up next, mm-hmm. 11.45. We'll do a little Laker conversation because that was uh, a lot happened in that weekend, Trav. From the game on Friday to the game on Sunday, um, the road trip, the Grammy trip is done. Only seven games left before you actually get to uh, the All-Star game. A lot to get into with the Lakers. You should see if you can book Sean McVay on Lakers Talk tonight. I think that that would be a good place to start and ask him about some of those challenges along the way. Factor Cap coming up next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Cutting your wireless bill in half feels good, really good. Feels great. You should do it. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigs of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, before we get to fact or cap, whoops. I'm, I'm so excited, Al. I'm so excited about the Laker. Or, <laughs> see, I can't even talk about Take time. Rams Take it. Wait, wait, wait. going Slow to the down Super Bowl. Here. Slow down for a second here. <laughs> Take a deep breath. One, two, Three. I'm so excited about the Rams going to the Super Bowl that I forgot the the opening to factor cap. I'm so excited that Steve Korchoff from North Hollywood, he has now entered a chance to win tickets to the big game. Listen awesome. all day long today. Travis Lee, Mason in Ireland, Sedano and Cap for your chance to qualify to win those tickets. And now it's time for factor cap. Great. Hey, guys. <laughs> Don't mind so, me, Emily. I'm just butchering the show today. Not a problem. It's okay. It's a Monday. It's a Monday of Mondays. <laughs> so, uh, First up, so I was at the stadium yesterday, and I don't know if anybody was listening to the pregame show, um, but there was a guy selling beer right at our, our pregame show, just very loudly, very enthusiastic selling beer. So it got me thinking, you're always someone that when you go to a stadium, you always get two beers when you go to the concession stand so that you're good to go. You never have to get up again. Travis, this is Factor Cap. 
Well, it's it, it sounds like a good idea, but it's cap. I, I understand where you're going with that, Emily. You're not in, entirely wrong. The problem is I am not a warm beer guy at all. I need my beer to be as cold as humanly possible. So if especially at stadiums when the beers are, are pretty big, they're they're basically like two beers in one cup. By the time you get to the bottom half of that first cup, that one's already kind of room temperature. So if you're starting on the next one, Forget it. I, I'm, I'm more about the cold beer than having a, a second lukewarm beer next to me. So I'm going cap because the beer needs to be cold and there's no way to keep it cold in that environment. All right. So it's cap as well. And pro- there's a very – going to a game is very strategic. Going to a concert is very strategic. When you see that everyone's sitting in their seats, I get it. It's a time, you know, a moment of the game where everybody's got their eyes locked in. That's kind of your window to go. There are times to go get that beer. There's times to go use the restroom. The last thing you want to do is halftime, the buzzer sounds. You're like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go grab two beers. I'm going to go use the restroom. Yeah, you're not coming luck. back until midway through the uh, fourth quarter. So a lot of it, I think, has to do with when you get up, when you go. Go get that first beer right before the game starts. Then when the game is going on, you see that pocket or that window. Go get that second beer then. I, I think, Travis. The, the worst thing you could do is, like you just mentioned, I like an ice-cold beer. If I'm going to have yep. a beer, I like an ice-cold beer. So it, the last thing I want is to have a warm beer just because I was trying to save a few minutes. And here's what I'll say, too. Another wonderful thing nope. about SoFi Stadium. It. I already said it, but thank you. <laughs> There's a, buy, a guy selling beer every 10 feet. It's mm. glorious. You do not have to, like, sometimes if you go to a certain place, you got to work pretty hard and get one of those lines, and it takes not at SoFi. There is a guy selling an ice-cold beer every four steps you take, so go ahead and put it in the another reason SoFi is awesome column. All right, up next, this is uh, from some experience this weekend. I was trying to park around Silver Lake on a Saturday, which is never easy. So you don't always pay your parking meter. Alan, this is Factor Cap. It's a risky move. You know, I, I, the question is, if I'm gone, there's a meter. When I go to Starbucks, you, you have a decision to make right there, right? But you're going in, you're coming out. The chances of you getting a ticket in that five to ten minute span, to me, that's worth rolling the dice a little bit, all right? I'm going to get in there, I'm going to get out. But if, I'm, if I know I'm going to be gone for over 15 minutes, Trav, I think you're, you know, you're playing with fire a little bit here. Is it really worth getting a $55 ticket? or paying that meter a buck. So I think if it's over 15 minutes, over 30 minutes, why take the chance? If it's under that, I'll take my chances. You just answered your own question. It's cap. It's it's put put a put a dollar in the damn meter. It's whatever yeah. the even if you're going in for 45 seconds. No, I can't do they, that because then you know ladies... you start looking at your monthly costs overall. <laughs> that well, coffee then... went from 265. Now <laughs> it's 365. That's fine. I, because one ticket yeah. and the whole budget is blown. Right, the, the the entire point of the they hide, Al. They they lurk in the corners. Live a little. They, they're live waiting a for little. you to go. I am gonna live a little. I'm gonna Roll take that fifty five dollar parking ticket and I'm gonna turn it into three twenty dollar martinis. I don't want to pay. There's nothing I hate more than a parking ticket or some stupid violation like that. It's never ever. You ever try to reason it. with them? No, they don't. They. But they, have you ever, like, have you ever been in that situation where no. they just gave you the ticket? No. <laughs> because here's why. I know yeah. that they wake up in the morning, crack their knuckles, put their feet on the ground and go, I'm going to screw someone's day, and I can't wait to do it. That's that job. Their you have job. To, you, you it's have their to, job. I, right. But who? the whole point is they got to write X amount of tickets. They're not changing their mind. 
they got to get these tickets done. And if they can really stick it to you, nothing makes them more happy. I'm paying that meter every single time. Take my dollar, dollar and a half. I'm not doing it. So I don't know if you guys caught this, but on Saturday evening, uh, on Saturday night, uh, Peyton Manning was on Saturday Night Live. And he came on to talk about Tom Brady. He was really funny. He talked about Emily in Paris, this really bad show on Netflix. Anyway, Peyton Manning is the best athlete actor. Uh, Travis is a factor cap. Boy, uh, I think it's a fact. He's terrific. And you know who else is pretty darn good is Eli. I mean, the, the Manning, the, part of the reason the Manning brothers are so watchable is that they have real personalities and that they're able to translate those personalities into characters on TV. Because whether they're just playing the Manning brothers on the Manning cast is great. But both of those guys have showed up on Saturday Night Live and absolutely nailed it. Both of those guys are in commercials. There's, I don't know what it's a commercial for. It's either for soda or chips. I forget. But Eli Manning is like rocking out in a bus with Jerome Bettis, and he's terrific at it. They're, they are by far the best athlete actors I've seen. Joe Montana, I should say, uh, uh, Joe Namath in the Brady Bunch, pretty good. But I'm going to go narrowly to Peyton Manning. I think he's the man. Yeah, I'm trying to think here. I mean – no one stands out better than them. Do you remember um, Peyton Manning doing the ESPYs? He was terrific. Fantastic. I mean, he How about was cut really... that meat? Cut that meat. He made cut that meat a slogan because he could sell it. He was he was great in the ESPYs. He has this dry sense of humor. He doesn't laugh in the middle of it. He's a natural when he's doing it. I mean, as much as I'd like to kind of think of, okay, there's got to be somebody else, right? There's got to be somebody else. Now, this doesn't count because if I said, oh, well, The Rock. The Rock is an athlete, this, that. Yeah, but no, he's, he's an not, actor. He's an actor. He's more actor than he is yeah. athlete. Peyton Manning, you know, as an athlete, and then he's doing this you know, on the side. Most athletes, when they attempt to act, look like Reggie Jackson trying to kill the queen in Naked Gun. It just it is wooden. It's artificial. It doesn't look right. You can tell that they're reading the cue card right behind the camera. None of it feels good. Peyton Manning feels like he's just kind of in the moment doing yeah. his thing. He's terrific at it. All right, last one, guys. Uh, this is a huge peeve of mine, but I feel like people are on the fence or both sides of it. You are okay with a phone full of notifications. Alan, is this factor cap? Um, depends what the notifications are. If it's, uh, if I'm getting text messages, I'm looking at the text. If I'm getting something from WhatsApp, you know, international friends, whatever the case is, I'm looking at it. If I'm getting notifications on Twitter, probably not looking at it. If I'm getting notifications for my software update, probably not getting a software update. It depends what the update is. So the notifications for me, I don't really pay too much attention to unless it's a text message or something along those lines. Yeah. I look, I don't know if we're talking about the little things that pop up when your phone is locked on those. Like those are, I have all that turned off. I don't know if you've sent me something unless I'm actually staring at my phone. I don't want to see any of that. But if we're talking about the little red number that comes up over apps, over the Rams app, over the Lakers app, whatever it is, oh, two. Three, four, I can't get rid of them fast enough. I hate that little red number uh, above the, the app, whatever it is. I don't care if it's email. I don't care if it's texts or whatever it might be. The second I see it, I'm opening it. I'm getting, I don't even look at it half the time. I just want the little red number to go off of the screen. So, yeah, that's, a, that's fact for me, or cap, I should say. I'm not okay with it, Emily, if I've got my, my notifications. 
All right, so there's Factor Cap. Here's good news, Al. Nick Scott, who put that hit on Debo Samuel, he's going to join us in about 20 minutes. We'll talk about the Rams advancing to Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium. We'll talk about what it was like in the locker room after, what it was like in the locker room at halftime, getting ready to go out there in that second half. That's all coming up at the top of the hour, about, oh, 20 minutes from right now at noon. Nick Scott from the Rams will join us. But like you said, Al, a lot going on with the Lakers this weekend, especially because it happened kind of early yesterday. Pretty dark moment for the Lakers in the fourth quarter. That's coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. So do you want to change the rules again for uh, Super Bowl weekend as far as our picks go? Because you changed them last week, and I still won again anyway. Do you just want to throw wait, wait, a towel? How did I change? All, all I did was go opposite to you. No, you went last every time, which is not how we've done it every other week for 20 weeks. Because you're like, I just want to go opposite. And I said to you, well, mm-hmm. we can't really do that because whoever picks first rotates. We rotate it every round. So so was I technically to... one illegal move? No, you were every illegal move. Because... No, no, because no, I'm not first every time. No, I know, but you you won't be after. You'd only be after me twice. You'd be in front of me twice because it rotates through along the way. But it didn't matter. I had six points. You had four. Emily had four. Taylor had four. 23 points for Trav. Seven for Slee, 16 for Emily, um, and Taylor has four. So he uh, he finally got on the board, I guess. But what are we doing for the Super Bowl? How are we going to make this interesting? It's over. Wait, well, what, Emily, what do you have? What do you have? I have 23, yep. um, and Emily has 16. Wait. No, it's not over there. No, she has 13. I take that back. I, I did my math wrong. She has 13 points. She went from 9 to 13. So I could have a zero, she could have a 10, and we could have a tie. Can we pull our points, guys? That could be it. You know, I, I could go with the uh, it's not a bad idea, everybody by the versus way. Travis and see if we could beat Travis. That's not a bad idea. This is this is the perfect amount. I should only do the playoffs because demolished. I get hot at the beginning, I, and then it all comes apart. Speaking of coming apart, Al, that fourth quarter yesterday was uh, yeah. a bummer. Awful. It was, it was a thirty-eight point quarter, and mm-hmm. they had a, a relatively comfortable lead going into it, and it just spiraled out of control. Yeah, it, it's kind of been. I mean, I, I don't know how else to put this, and I, I know every game is when you're at this point of the season, and you're just trying to, you're not winning many games to begin with every single game becomes more magnified and yesterday when you actually have an opportunity to win the game that you're in it look there's two games in a row friday they played charlotte they were down by two one possession left and they went for three and i I was talking to michael about this in the pregame show i did in the postgame michael you got to take the game to overtime why are they going for the win why are they going for the kill it's not plus it's russ shooting a three rather than an actual three-point shooter shooting a three now russ had hit two in a row so they make the argument for that i get all that you don't have games to give up. Yesterday against the Atlanta Hawks, you're up 10 going into the fourth quarter. I know LeBron hasn't played in three games in a row, but two of those three games, you actually were in position to potentially win the game. Let's use yesterday as an example. AD's there, Russ is there. Uh, Malik Monk is having a game. He had 30-something points yesterday. You're up 10 in the fourth. All you have to do is don't have a collapse in the fourth quarter. You can at least... Walk away from that road trip going 3-3. Three and three. Braun misses three of those games. Uh, Trav, I'm not saying that it's the difference of the season or not, but every game when you're this you're, – you're, look at the standings. Every game matters to the Lakers right now. It's not like they have a cushion or anything along those lines. They are – you know it's the same distance between them getting to sixth place and getting out of the playing tournament to them not being in the playoffs as in out of the playing tournament. It's the same it, – they're five games out – 
in the loss column of the Maz for six and avoiding the playing tournament. They're five games um, in front of the San Antonio Spurs from not making the playoffs nor the playing tournament. These games obviously are all critical. Unfortunately, nothing going the Lakers' way. All of those things are true, and and, the, and you didn't even mention – oh, you did mention it, but LeBron not playing out. Oh. It, it's it's there, – there is no other thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's – Without him, this is a bad team. It, it, it just it's just not a good team. And and it, there's a couple of things going on here. Number one, at, like to your point, games are getting shorter anyway. Mm-hmm. You're already in a weird spot in, in, in how it breaks down. You're in ninth place right now. You're, you're probably not going to fall out. Not impossible, but you're probably not going to climb out of it either. Not impossible. So every game is magnified where you're in a one and done situation. And the re- and this has been more or less with LeBron most of the season. We've seen him, like you just said, be out. There is no answer for this team without him. And, and the longer he's out, and it just kind of popped up out of nowhere, which is the scariest thing. It's not that this nagging thing that, you know, he misses a game, he plays four or five, maybe he misses another one. It's just he was cruising along playing some of the best basketball of his career, and then just, boom, bad knee on the rack for three games. If this lasts too long, it, it's, I mean, I, the, the heartbeat yeah. is faint to begin mm-hmm. with. But if he's down for any extended period of time, we're, I mean, what are we doing here? Well, the game against the Nets, that was the third game of the six-game road trip. They had gone 2-1 and one up to that point, right? Up to that point, they still had three games left. And, you know, you were actually – you were the one saying that, hey, this is good news. AD is back and – LeBron and Russell Westbrook. Let's see if they could string something together here. And, and then after that game, and again, this did come out of nowhere because it was the injury report said LeBron James questionable versus Philly. It's like questionable. Why would he be questionable? We haven't heard anything. Nothing happened yeah. on the court. That's three games that he's missed. He's got left knee soreness. Didn't even make the trip yesterday instead of going to Atlanta. Saturday he flew back to L.A. to you know get treatment on it. Um Listen, if the if the hope was and the idea was there's some blind faith that when AD comes back and you got AD and Braun uh, and these two guys, at least them two together because we've seen it before, that was kind of their last saving grace was can AD come back and have an impact. And now LeBron's been out for three games. It, it's, it's kind of you – know, it's funny. It's not even quickly going like this. It's just a – just a kind of all right. They just keep kind of going downward here. It's not. It's not like it's a steep decline. It's just you no. know just slowly going in the opposite direction. Yeah. Well, the the only way they were going to keep their head above water was if LeBron James continued to play lights out and to continue to play a ton of minutes and average thirty points a game and basically just drag this group with him. Right. And that was a five hundred group. So now. Because you had to spend so much time, energy, equity, all these things to get this, now he's hurt. The only, but, the, but had you tried to nurse him through this, had you tried to, to buy him some time here or there, you would have lost those games pretty. It's the ultimate catch-22. If they play him, he's going to break down. If you don't play him, you're going to lose. There, there's no lane for them right now. And this, this is the scary part, not just for the rest of this season, but what this looks like moving forward. Because without LeBron James, I don't know what this is. You know, Anthony Davis goes out there. He can put up some numbers. But the, the idea of, hey, we got our guy next, no, you don't. No, you don't because we're, we're seeing this, and it's just not very good. And, and that, that the, was, that what's coming next is not good news. I think, Trev, I think that was always, you know, 
game plan or not, I think they've always thought, well, we're not going to worry about what's next at the moment. And I'm not telling you whether it's right or wrong, but they won a championship with Braun. They thought in their heads, okay, well, let's just keep going all in. I mean, we'll, we'll go all in until LeBron James decides, hey, I'm done playing basketball or his contract with the Lakers is up, by the way, one more season after this one. And I think that there's always – it's always you don't know what happens when Braun is done. And I don't think that's going to change. Even if this year is a complete collapse and they end up not making the playoffs or they're eliminated in the playing tournament or Phoenix or Golden State takes them out because it seems like one of those three scenarios will play out before anything else. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support vets with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping vets in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. They, they could be in 10th place before the end of next week or before the end of this of this week, right? They play yeah, they Portland get... a couple of times coming up. If those games go a certain way, they drop one, Portland win one, you're in 10th place in the Western Conference. The All-Star break is seven games away. Right, seven games away. This is actually you have to go five and two to walk into the All Star break at five hundred. They're not going to go five and two. So basically, what you're saying is, by the time you get into the All Star break, which virtually the month of February is over, by the time you're at the All Star break, mm-hmm. basically what you're saying is you're walking into March, still either a game or two below five hundred, somewhere around there. All right, coming up next, Nick Scott, Ram Safety, who had the big hit on Debo Samuel. He's going to join us. We'll talk about going to the Super Bowl, what it was like in SoFi yesterday, what it was like in the locker room, pre, half, post, all of it. Nick Scott from the Rams joins us next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. And don't forget, you're going to be listening every single hour for the Rams Super Sounder. When you hear it, be caller number 7 at 877-710-ESPN, and you can qualify to win a pair of super tickets for the big game at SoFi in a couple of weeks. The Rams super ticket giveaway from the home of the NFC champion LA Rams 710 ESPN.